Welcome to Nate's Take on Real Estate. I'm Nate Cody, a realtor with Park Place Homes in Midland, Michigan. I've noticed people love to talk about real estate. The good, the bad, and especially the ugly. So, why not podcast about it? Between bouts negotiating for clients like you, I interview noteworthy, knowledgeable guests about all kinds of topics in the world of real estate. From the practical, what do you do when a house fails an inspection? To the weird, you bought the house because it has a ghost? My guest today is Steve Brannigan. Steve is a team loan originator for Prime Lending, a self-described powerhouse in home lending with offices here in the Tri-Cities. Steve has worked in the banking and loan industry for at least 15 years, and he is able to put clients at ease and help them through what can be a complex and stressful experience. Before banking, Steve had a career in law enforcement, so I keep on my toes around him. Actually, Steve is an affable and patient fellow, so I thought he would be a good choice to discuss how one decides between a 15- and 30-year mortgage. As is often the case, things are not as simple as I imagined at first. So please, join Steve Brannigan and me on today's episode of Nate Takes on Real Estate. Well, hello, Steve. Hi, Nate. First, I want to thank you for having me on your podcast. Oh, wow. It is a privilege and an honor, and I really appreciate it. I've got to rewrite my questions now. I have to be much more respectful than I was uh, planning on, but... That's okay. Hit me with everything you have. (laughs) So today we want to talk a little bit about the market from your position or from your knowledge base, and I do appreciate you coming and talking to me. I think people are pretty interested in the nuts and bolts of our industry, and why not talk to a, a loan originator? You are a loan originator, is that correct? I am a team loan originator with Prime Lending, and in going with the market, one of the things that we follow in the mortgage industry would be mortgage-backed securities. Those are going to be the things that kind of guide where interest rates go. It's a little bit different than if you're keeping an eye on stocks. Right. If the stock market is doing well, usually mortgage-backed securities, a safe haven for investors, is not doing so well, and that's usually when interest rates are rising. Okay. As you can tell lately by what the market's been doing, the stock market hasn't been doing very well, which is why we've seen the lowering trend in rates. And it's kind of our projection that we're still going to see rates maybe dip a little bit lower, but rates move in waves. And as we know from the past, history always repeats itself and that there will be a time where it will start to go back up. Now, when you say the market's not doing so well, what are you talking about? It's an interesting time in our economy in that with the tariffs in China is kind of guiding it with the the unique way that our president leads the country. It's kind of uncertain about exactly how it's going to go. Now, the economy is doing very well. Don't get me wrong. Just look at your retirement account. Fair enough. So how does an individual that come to you... Do they ever ask, like, how should I keep track of the market? Do you have a pat explanation for someone like that? Or do you say, you rely on me for that? I think the better question would be for somebody is, is it time to buy a house? Because if you look at it, if I'm currently renting and I'm making my landlord extremely happy by paying their bills, is it time for me to purchase a home and start earning equity and profiting myself? 
that is kind of what dictates more of the timing for them. If people have purchased homes with interest rates as in the low threes and as high as 17, 18%. Yeah. They weren't so dependent upon what exactly the market was doing, just if the timing was right for them, if it was time to purchase. And that's an interesting way to put it. It was a good point. People usually say, well, is it cheaper to buy or to rent? And that's not the idea. The idea is you want to start reaping some of the gains yourself instead of paying it off in rent. So I, I like how you put that. I usually approach anytime that I've purchased a home as an investment. And even though it serves a purpose for raising a family and lots of other things, and that's the way I look, approach it for my clients too. It's an investment for them, even right. though that's not how most people look at that. So. Okay. Are you able to say with this crazy market where you think the market is heading or where you think interest rates are heading or, you know, I know you can't predict, but is it going to be, do you ever say to people, listen, you've got plenty of time. I mean, or do you always say, come on, now's the time. Nate, I think what I do with each client, it, for me in the mortgage industry, my fiduciary responsibility is to do the best thing for my client. Okay. So when I sit down and I'm meeting with a client and we're talking about what they should do, we look at their whole situation, which goes far beyond just what the market's doing, where interest rates are going to go. We can sometimes in the short term predict or take a look at and say, hey, look, at, I wouldn't lock today. I may lock in the future. But you know, those kind of days of being able to predict that kind of stuff are almost gone. The market just kind of moves on a whim sometimes. Yeah. And to me, guiding my client to not lock in a rate and to wait a little bit or to wait to purchase where you think interest rates are going to be, I just don't think it's the right move. And maybe it's I'm just getting older in the industry and yeah. just not able to take as much risk with their money. So you almost rely more on what their situation is. Because I mean, right now, interest rates are historically pretty low. They can go up or down and stuff. But historically, we're in a good place as far as I know in terms of interest rates. So it's more like, is this the right time for you? It, it seems like you're, you're saying we really want to make sure the client, we do the right thing for the client and uh, the, the market's going to do what the market does. Now let's take a moment to hear a word from our sponsor. <laughs> it's me. I'm our sponsor. Hey, I'm a realtor. Either you or someone you know and care for is considering buying or selling a house. I want to be your real estate guy. On your behalf, I will work diligently to get it done and as smoothly and with as little stress as possible. Give me, Nate Cody, a call at Park Place Homes at 989-698-1100, extension 140, or better yet, call or text me at 989-600-4214, and together, we'll get you moving. Now, back to the interview. I think, Nate, I think you hit it on the head. Okay. We want to do what's right for the client. So then it becomes more of a question of what's the right loan. Right. And and so I know as you were going to bring up uh, a question about 15 versus 30. And I think the, the question is even broader than that. A lot of times when I meet, especially with first time home buyers, <laughs> they come in and they've talked with their parents and their parents have said, you have to go in and get a 30 year fixed conventional right. mortgage. And sometimes that's not the best thing for them. When you look at the different programs that are out there, rural development, or we're in the state of Michigan, so a missed loan, FHA, 
right. which is a program that's been around for a long, long time. There's just a lot of different things to look at. Where's their credit at? Have they built their credit up? And what's their plans for the future? How right. long do they plan on staying in the home? Right. There's just lots of questions that, that you have to ask to get to help them make the right decision. Okay, so that is really the intended topic today of when to consider a 15-year versus a 30-year mortgage. And I know a lot of people have that question, and there are two types of people. A, people buying a new home, or people thinking about refinancing. I think every situation is different. And so you'd really need to approach each person as it's a new adventure. You hear the story. You try to get in depth with what's the game plan. Yeah. And it'd be just like coaching a game of basketball. Every play is going to be different. You may have been one out of bounds play that you're going to run this time. But then when you, you look at the defense, you're going to run a different one the next time, you know. Right. So so you kind of sit back, you hear what their game plan is, and then you approach it from there with the turn of the loan and also with the type of the loan then. But we have to generalize at least a little to talk about this. So what are some of the advantages of choosing one of these terms over the other? Why would someone even ask this question? Some of the advantages of a 15-year, obviously, is that you're going to have the loan paid off faster. If someone chooses a 15-year over a 30-year, that leads to maybe a lower interest rate on that loan. Why does that lead to a lower interest rate on that loan? Being a lower term and less risk for the bank, it's going to be a lower rate. Okay. With most people, like I said, it depends on the whole story and where we're going to go with the the term and and the program. But, you know, there's a lot of good reasons to people... Um, who are looking to pay off their mortgage faster, who are getting towards the end of their working careers. And so they want the stability of knowing when they retire, right. that they own their home free and clear. They're the people who may look at that at 15 years, a great idea. Normally, buying your first house, you're not looking so much at the 15-year because I'm looking to pay the house off faster. Right. And that because the first house is a stepping stone onto the second home and family times and dynamics are going to change. And so then it's just the what's the right program. Yeah. Tell me some of the times that a 30-year mortgage is, is a better choice. Just if you don't quite have as much cash coming in every month and you're not terribly worried about paying it off fast it just gives you a a, help me out here (laughs) i don't know if i can nate (laughs) i've heard lots of stories about you i know i i know so when would a 30-year mortgage be a better mortgage most of the time when a person's buying their first house and there are some financial planners out there going to totally disagree with this right here right my philosophy has always been You evaluate each customer individually. I can't set a certain standard and just say, this person walking my office is going to be this right here. But a little backstory for you. I had a bunch of clients that I financed that worked at a certain mental health facility. And each of them coming in, we guided them into different 30-year mortgages. One of them said, no, I really want to be in a 15-year now being in tune with some of the news media in the area, I knew there was question about what the state was going to do in funding that that home, that oh, facility. Right. And so after a, a short period of time, I financed three people who work at that facility. Short period people short period of time. Yeah, we don't talk about short people. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> no, no longer. 
no longer. All right, let's let's bring it well, back, Steve. I would be one of those shorter people. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so go on. So after a period of a short period of time, then the state closed that facility down. Right. I reached out to all those clients and immediately said, okay, let's do a financial evaluation and figure out how you can still make your house payment and what kind of the projection are. Just kind of get them organized, maybe give them a little feeling of comfort in a very crazy, stressful time in their lives. Um, The person who wanted and stated they had to be in the 15 year would not respond back. And I later learned that they lost that home. Yeah. And that... uh, that really bothered me yes. because that's not what I'm here to do. Yeah, you're reaching out to them. You're, well, that's a big thing on both sides of the table that we're talking about communication. Please talk to me. Tell me what's going on and we can work with it. But people sometimes don't communicate as, as much as we'd like. And, and that is tragic that someone lost their home over mm. that. And we see that in the world today. In the world today, the communication is just very poor. Yeah. It seems like so many people have different opinions about things and they object to other people's opinions. Yeah. And you know what? Things cannot be that way. Yeah, We have to have more open communication. You have to realize that some people are not going to think like you. Yeah, I mean, Nate, I've known you for a while. Yeah, now. we don't think alike. Not even close. No, no. But, well, thank you, Steve. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the podcast today. It's been a blast. It's been my pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us today. When you need a realtor, give me a call at 989-600-4214. Together, we'll get it done with both professionalism and a little bit of humor. Let me know if you have a topic you'd like me to cover on this podcast by dropping me a line, or even better, stop by and see me at Park Place Homes at 1007 East Wackerly, right here in Midland, Michigan. And for all you Facebookers, you can find me by searching for Nate Cody at Park Place Homes. And don't forget the A in Cody. It stands for, uh, what a good realtor. Keep your eye on the market, and I'll see you out there.